You are now listening to Campcast Radio. Hey, this is C. Lou with the Camcast Radio Podcast, and I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. Um, your support is greatly appreciated. Today's guest is none other than Miss Keisha Lovely Austin. She is a photographer, um, a videographer. She just really does a lot. She's got her hand in the music business, the radio business, so I just had to have her on the show. So without further ado, Miss Keisha Lovely Austin. Welcome back to the Camcast Radio Show. I am your host, Cameron Lewis, aka C. Lou. Um, this is a part of my Salute to Black Excellence series as well. So um, I had to get this this guest on today because she does a lot. And so, um, without further ado, how you doing today, Miss Keisha? I am great, and I am honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, not a problem. I had to. Um, like I said, I saw all that you were doing. Now, um, I met you. I haven't really met you, but we were introduced through a mutual friend on Facebook. Um, yes. What was the post? I just saw that he had like posted my name on something, and then you. It went from there. Yes, um, and I don't know if it was your post and he tagged my name or if it was a post that I made and he tagged your name, but either way, your name yeah. was tagged. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I went on and I was like, okay, because, um, gosh, was it Otis? Yeah, it was Otis. It was, it was Otis, right? Okay. Yeah. So Otis is amazing as well. And I have a song of his playing on my station. And so, and I respect him a lot. So when he tagged your name, I was like, okay, I got to check this out. And <laughs> man, am I happy that I did. You are amazing. I don't want to jump ahead here and interview you questions. <laughs> well, I appreciate so, but I just want to say how amazing you are. I fell in love with your music immediately. So wow. I was like. That's crazy. But that's great to hear though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm humble. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from. You know, oh who you grew up with, who your mom and them is. Oh, man. <laughs> let me see. Well, I was a poor black child. So no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I, let, first of all, let me say this. I'm very silly. <laughs> I'm silly um, when I have to be a businesswoman and be stern and, you know, put on my, my suit and my heels. I will and I do. But essentially, I'm a very silly, fun-loving person. I love to laugh and just have fun and that's my life um i am 46 oh i was about to say 47 but put that put that on me already no i will be 47 in july um so uh i was born and raised in sanford north carolina and that is actually where i live now um uh my husband and i inherited a house here um what was called the home place where he grew up in his, grand, his grandparents' house. And it just is an honor to be back here. Um, actually, you know, I never really saw myself coming back to Sanford because it, it's a small town and it wasn't much here. It's not much here. Um, but it is an honor that I have, I went on from here, did a lot of things, uh, had a lot of amazing experiences 
and then came back here. And coming back here, being able to kind of contribute to the community is like, it's a blessing to me. Like, I'm like, that's real cool. You know, you're not just back, just to be back and back and you're bringing something to the community as well. So um, I was brought up in a very uh, Christian household. My dad was a pastor. My mother is a minister to this day. My dad passed on. My grandfather is a retired pastor. Um, I have an aunt that's a minister. It's a lot, it's in the family pretty heavy. <laughs> so it's, it's all in the family. You know, I was a minister myself there for a little bit, um, but it, it's real deep. It runs real deep. I was one of those kids that, um, I wasn't a normal, I think, uh, kid. Most kids felt forced to go to church. I was like, let's go. Like, when the next revival, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I loved church. And I had so many spiritual experiences, uh, as, even as a child. And it was, I felt like I could find all my answers in church and to find out more about God and spirit and things like that. So I said, okay, I want to, this is, I, I want to learn more. And it was always a search thing for me. Um, you know, growing up, with that being, you know, very strict parents. Well, mainly my mom. My dad worked. <laughs> my dad worked all the time. He would work two, three jobs sometimes. So he lived in the house, but he was hardly ever home because he was working all the time. So my mom, <laughs> she was the stern one. She did not play. Everybody know. Everybody knew Miss Lois. <laughs> it was like they would be like. You know, I saw your mom, she was driving. I didn't want to speak because I was scared she was going to, like, <laughs> hit me with the car. Now, you know, like. <laughs> she going to pull you over. <laughs> Everybody knew my mom didn't play that, okay? And because of that, like, a lot of people really respected her and respected us. Um, you know, we, we, it was, it was cool the way we grew up. It, it was not, it wasn't in any type of rich neighborhood whatsoever. We grew up in the worst neighborhoods. Um, but if you looked at us, you didn't know it. You didn't, you didn't know it. And people respected us a lot. And I think it stemmed from my grandfather because he was well known in the community here. Um, all the way down to the fact that my mom was real stern and, <laughs> and my dad didn't play and, and just everybody was just like, ooh, got lit. Them Lee girls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you only mess with the Lees, you know, don't mess with the Brookses, which is my mom's maiden name, my grandfather's name. And and it was it was just real cool growing up here. I was kind of um I I didn't I never meant to be, and it wasn't a goal, but I was well known. My sister was as well. She's older than me. Um, so we she got into cheerleading and she became popular. And then uh, I got into sports when I got to middle school and I don't like to say I became popular, but uh, okay, I guess that's what happened. Um, I didn't, I didn't like that title, and I wasn't trying to. I never tried to run after anybody or be a part, a part of any popular crowd. Um, I was more so one of those people that if I saw someone that was being picked on or wasn't treated fairly, I would stand up for them, and. 
it was weird because I kind of didn't understand how I became popular with that mentality. But I always, I always treated everybody with respect, no matter who they were. And if you, I saw you disrespecting somebody, I would say something about it. And I don't know, I guess people respected that, I guess. It wasn't a goal. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so that's that was my upbringing. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Um, so how did all of that lead into like where you started to go as far as like the things that you're doing now. Cause I saw that you, let me see, you have a website, you have a radio station, you have, um, <clears throat> you have the podcast on the, on the website, you have your photographer, your videographer. Yeah. I think I saw that you're a cartographer, a geographer. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. I think I saw where you own four Aldis and a Walmart. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'll accept that. <laughs> oh man, oh, you, you um, do a whole lot. So, yeah, how did you even get into that? How did you How did you start? And then, you know, how did you get to where you are? I'm gonna say that one every year we used to me and my family. It started when I was like 17. We would go to um, Wilmington or Carolina Beach every year. That was our one. Every year we would go. Um, if we skipped a year, we may have skipped a year every now and again, but that was our vacation spot. And when I was 17, I don't even know why, but I felt the need to get a video camera. Like this is one of those, I'm telling my age, big camcorder that was about that big that get on your shoulder. One of those, I had one of those. I rented it from Renda Center for the weekend. <laughs> it was so hilarious. I don't even know why I did that, but I just felt like I wanna do something different. I picked up that camera. I learned how to maneuver it. I learned how to work it. And I kept that thing in my hand the entire vacation. The entire, I loved it so much. And my mom, I'll never forget, my mom said, Makisha, put the camera down for a second and enjoy yourself. I said, you don't understand. I love this. Like, this is giving me everything right now to just be recording all of this. And my mom still has that tape to this day. It's really cool that what I recorded that vacation, I guess I should have known then that I was going to end up in, you know, you know, doing camera work, but I didn't, you know, I still was trying very hard to find myself as a young adult. Um, I originally got married at a really young age. I was 18, still two months away from graduating high school when I got married. Um, and it was, Oh, so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So many things happened. I was young and I was naive and um, I was easily manipulated uh, back then. And uh, there was definitely a big naiveness to me um, at that time in my life and through most of my life, to be honest, to be honest with you. So, um, I had to go on my entire 20s. I, you know, it, the marriage actually didn't last long. It only lasted like a, a year and a half um, before we ended up separating. And then a year after that, we got divorced. Um, after that divorce, because of the things that happened in that marriage, I really was, I was really trying to figure out who I was and comparing that to what people told me, especially in the church, that I was supposed to be. And so everything in my life kind of took a back seat 
until I figured that part out in my life. And that took a long time because when you're so, you listen really, really hard um, to other people that you really respect. You want to go down that path and, and do things the way they said they saw and, you know, you know, prophecy was real big around me, things like that. So I'm like, well, I try to incorporate that. But sometimes what I learned is that you have to be really, really honest with who you are. You have to look inside yourself. And I think that is where a lot of people go wrong in life. All the answers and everything that you need in life is inside you and God is inside you. So when you start looking outside of yourself, um, you're kind of staring wrong. You're starting on the wrong path a little bit. And I know a lot of people say, okay, yeah, you need guidance and you need uh, make pastors or even counselors, things like that. I think that they are a big help, but at the end of the day, they don't know you better than you know you or that God knows you. And God in you is the best place to be. You have to be confident and know who you are. That inward journey took so long for me because it was, I was fighting so many other things and trying to be in this mold and it just, it didn't fit. I was spilling all out of that. And I just, it was a mess. I was, I don't want to say I was a mess mess, but that, that journey took a while. It took a while. It took all my twenties. Um, and then some of my thirties, once I figured out and started being comfortable because that journey is, is such a thing. I had to learn who I was first and be okay. Then be okay with that, accept that for what it was. And that was a whole other journey because I'm like, okay, this is how I feel. And this is what I really believe. Now I have to accept that. Then I had to love myself. And it was just so many stages. Once I got finished with all those personal stages, I started to kind of come into who I am now and spill over into what I want to do with my life. So I always wanted, it started with this. I always wanted my own show. I, I had a lot of great opportunities like I worked for BET um, for a little bit um, when Gerard had the literary voice uh, show uh, that came on Sundays. Okay. Um, I okay, he wouldn't always, and a lot of people don't know how this editing thing works. You can have a show and you can interview somebody, but that person that's interviewing, doing the interviewing at that moment in time, may not actually be there. And back then, before there was internet and we were able to do things like we're doing right now at this moment, um, they would have a stand-in interviewer. So when Gerard couldn't be there, I did the interviewing for him. They would cut me out, they would splice it like it was Gerard that was doing the interviewing. And then of course the camera was mainly on the person being interviewed. Um, so that was an amazing experience. <laughs> I did some work um, at a TV station here locally in Sanford. And uh, that was an amazing, that was crazy because I started being in sales. Um, and then the producer, one of the producers of 
the station, they they thought I was gonna do well if I did some like interviewing as well. So that was that was that situation was was funny. So he taught the station owner into going down to the Stella Gospel Music Awards one year, and it was when it was in Atlanta, and I went with him, and he threw me in front of the camera. Meaning it was like fight or flight. Either you're going to run away from this moment or you're going to do it. Just wow. and it was scary, but it was literally a split second decision. I can either be scared and run or I can just do this and we don't know how it's gonna work out. I might stumble over all my words and this might be a disaster, but at least I tried. I got in front of the camera, he put the mic in, in my hand, and my first interview was with Lee Williams. Uh, <laughs> and it was an amazing experience. And I interviewed, um, my second interview was, oh, I'm looking at his face now, what is his name? Um, Bobby Jones. Okay. Bobby Jones was my second one. Then I went on to interview Vicki Winans, Kurt Franklin, um, Steve Harvey was there that year he was hosting. And it was just an amazing, just a being being around these people that you saw kind of grow up um, seeing. Of course, Kurt was still young in that in that time, but he was still very well known. But still seeing all these people that you admire in the church world um, was an amazing experience. Um, some of it was disappointing because sometimes you put these people on pedestals and then we use them in their natural element it's a completely different story but that's a whole nother interview um <laughs> but i've been <laughs> i've heard that so many times so many times like i was like yeah man you go to i had a friend i don't know if he went to the doves or one of them but he was just like it's a whole nother story backstage like completely different so, yeah completely different and honestly you can make a decision in that moment to where you can say, you know what, man, ain't nobody right. Ain't nobody right for real. And you can just get really discouraged or you can just say, you know what, to each his own and that is their life and what they choose to do. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people would blame God when they see people in the ministry, whether it was you know, sing, being a singer, or being a pastor, somewhere that they just held in a really high regard when you think that they're one way and then find out that they are not. And you can get disappointed and then sometimes blame God. But I'm like, you know, it's, it doesn't make sense to blame God on that because that's that individual person. And you have to take it for just that. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that because being around so many famous people and... <laughs> Seeing the real, I was like, okay, that don't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, so God don't mean that much, I guess. I mean, or something. I don't know. Like, wow. I didn't, I was so shocked. Let me just say that. I was super shocked and I didn't know how to feel for a while. <laughs> but I had to just like get over it. I was like, that's between them and God. It ain't got nothing to do with me. So I'm going to keep on tricking. And so um, after that, so I had that experience um, as well, which was amazing. And also Armanda Hancock, Hancock uh, he had an inspirational show. I think he still does. Um, and he was local here, but he had a lot of, he'd been at a lot of events. He had, he was very well connected. So I did a lot of work with him, um, camera work, 
um, and also doing uh, you know a couple interviews. He mainly did most of the interviews, and sometimes I would set things up for him, um, just assisted him in whatever he needed. But that was a great experience because it I learned so much. I had an amazing experience with all those entities, and then it, I I ended up wanting my own show, um, like an interview show. Um, so it I ended up doing it. It was called Purpose TV. And uh, I, I can't say was because it still it still exists, but I kind of have put it on the back burner. So I ended up doing Purpose TV. The first season, it was produced by somebody else. And we did the recording. We did all the recordings at, in one day. And then I we took the footage and everything, and I would watch this guy edit. And it was... I don't know, it did something to me. I was like that process from the recording to bringing the audio together to um, making this visual, changing everything and putting the words in and the graphics and it, I, it was mind blowing to me. And I was like, I wanna do that. I wanna learn that. Like that's, that's it, that's what I wanna do right there. That, right. <laughs> So sure enough, um, and it was funny because I really thought that this person was really gonna help me. <laughs> they was like, listen, I'm gonna show you this and I'm gonna show you this and you're on your own. Hmm. At first I was mad <laughs> because that was my friend. Um, and I was like, how are you just gonna leave me hanging like that? Like show <laughs> me the ropes for real, come on bro. <laughs> but no, he was like, you know why I'm doing this? Because because he did that, mm -hmm. he didn't want anybody to think that he was doing my work for me. Gotcha. So he made me learn. He made me understand my style and create my own style and not copy him. If I if he showed me everything the way he did it, then it would kind of be a spinoff of what he did. And he just wanted it to be originally mine. So he made me, he threw me dead in the deep water and made me swim. And it was the best thing he could have done. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, I ended up learning how to edit. I didn't want to be in front of the camera anymore after that. I wanted to do everything behind the camera. I already knew how to shoot, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to edit. After that, it was on. Purpose Productions was born, okay? Gotcha. <laughs> I started filming a bunch of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it's been an amazing experience. Um, I've met a lot of people uh, doing this as well. Um, I, I was singing a lot back in my younger day and in my 20s as well, and some of my 30s. One of my biggest experiences singing um, I, I did some singing and recording with Pastor John P. Key and also Christopher Brinson and the ensemble. Um, and that was that was great because we would travel and we had so much fun. Um, nice. Some amazing, authentic people. What about um, now? Huh, now, as far as singing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you pulled one of mine, isn't it? Huh? <laughs> um, okay. I love to sing, but I had my days. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to sing. And there's moments where I just shut everything down here and I just start singing in the house. Like, I love singing and I love music. That's always going to be one of my first loves. However, there's a saying that's, that you pick one thing and that's all you do 
and that's just your thing, that one thing. And I just couldn't accept that. I was like, it's so many things that I want to do. It was one point I didn't want to do any of it because I didn't feel like it was fair to just choose one because I was like, I I have a lot of talents. I've been gifted a lot of things. I can't just leave these other things just on the back burner just because the world says that you're supposed to choose one thing and leave everything else behind. I, I just, I can't do it. And then one day it was like a light bulb moment where it was like, so who said you can only do one thing? I was like, well, I don't know who said it, but the world is saying, <laughs> I don't know who started it, but the, the world says that. And then it was like, so why do you feel like you have to do everything the world says you're supposed to do? And I was like, hmm. okay. And I said, listen, and that's where that inner self, you have to listen. You have to listen to your inner self because it will talk to you, will guide you. And I said, okay, so how do I do everything? They said, you may not be able to do everything at once, at one time, but you can do it over time. And I said, oh, I gotcha, gotcha, okay, I got it. So when I say I had my day in singing, I felt like I got to a certain place in it where I was satisfied. And then I moved on to something else. So the that's kind of how I'm able to do and why I do so many things um, because I just I want to do everything that I feel like I've been gifted in doing and I don't want to leave anything on the table when I die. Right. That's why I do as much as I do. And yes, yeah. it keeps me super busy all the time, but I refuse to live this life a certain way and just kind of just leave everything like I yeah, I wanted to do that, but I was too scared. Or yeah, I wanted to do this, or I didn't feel like I was smart enough, or I knew enough. I, I will tell you right now, I'm the number one person will say, you know what? I have no idea how to do that, but that's not gonna stop me. Because just because you don't know how to do it on me, you can't learn. Right. <laughs> you can't learn. It's so many things I just started. I was like, I wanna do it, so I'm gonna do it. It was literally just that simple. And when people say like, how do you just, start doing something and I'm like I just started and it, people don't it, it's like it's hard for people to wrap their brain around it even when it was like when it came to traveling um I would just pick up <laughs> listen I was I don't want to say I was crazy but my mom called her nickname was for me was tumbleweed one time because <laughs> she said well you just you the little tumbleweed if you just gonna go right on where the wind blows you don't you just gonna be gone <laughs> listen, i have no regrets in that time in my life because i would i would like an opportunity would present itself and i would just be like oh i got an opportunity to go to atlanta you know what i let's go you know and i would be gone it was so bad one time cam <laughs> Every six months for about two to three years, I was in another city and sometimes another state. It was like this, ring, hello, hey mama, it's Keisha, how you doing? All right, this is where I'm at, this is a number, this is where you can find me, everybody doing good? All right, cool, <laughs> I'm out, bye. Six months my mom later. can relate to that too. My mom would call me and I'm, where you at now? <laughs> I'm in Tennessee. Where are you at now? I'm in Kentucky. Where are you at now? I'm in Florida. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it it was I love that time in my life. Yes, was it sta- was it st- stable? Oh God, no. Like there's nothing stable about that <laughs> at all. However, for me, I don't I I can't say I regret any of that. I learned so much about myself in those times and at that time I didn't you know, have a child. I have one child now and uh, she's not a child anymore. She's 18. (laughs) Um, But before she was born, I I was just like, why do I feel like I have to kind of settle down now? Anyway, this is my time to actually explore and understand life and culture and me and God and spirit. Like, I mean, I can't, if you stuck in one place all the time, you know, everything, everybody's journey is different and I don't judge anybody else's journey. Um, Everybody's journey should be their journey and they should have the right to live their life the way they want. That's how, that's how I feel. And I was like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I, that I kind of hate is that my nieces grew up more like in that time framing. So I missed a lot of their young life while I was traveling. Other than that, that is literally the only somewhat like I hate that part, but I still don't take anything back from what I've learned through all of that traveling and all that experience. And all of it wasn't good. There was a few times I was homeless. But <laughs> I was straight living in my car. I remember one time I moved to Charlotte. I think, was that my first time? I moved to Charlotte like six times, like not even kidding. I kept <laughs> going back. <laughs> I loved Charlotte. Um, and I never forget, I went, experiences in life, listen, I'm, I'm very transparent, okay? I went with this guy and he was an idiot. I'm sorry, he was, and I didn't know. And we went and we got a hotel room and we worked at a day labor place, right? So that we can afford the hotel every night. And guess what? He didn't keep up with the day labor part. Like we had to combine our little funds together to do the hotel every day. (laughs) He didn't have this his side and he ended up <laughs> so funny. he ended up leaving and I didn't have anywhere to go or a car and these crackheads like I mean I'm not even in a bad way like that I'm sorry that's they were crackheads right, they were right. so sweet though they were crackheads and they all gathered in one room and they smoked crack and it was in the same hotel and when they saw that I didn't have anywhere to go they brought me in and they did not mess with me. Like they didn't try to get me to smoke crack. They just saw this girl's in distress and we want to help her. And they wow. gave me my own bed while they slept on the floor. Wow. They helped me and they didn't even know me. And it was all because when I saw them, I was nice. You know how people just dismiss people and just be rude. Like, oh. But I was even, hey y'all. But that was that was my that's my nature even to this day. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Hey, you know, just <laughs> it's me though. It's, I'm being that's just my personality, and I was always super nice. And that ended up being they ended up being my saving grace. They protected me, and they made sure I didn't wasn't just out on the streets. And I've ha- I have so many stories like that, Cam. Like I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it is wow. it's so crazy. And I will say, I feel like God's hand of protection has been over my life, all my life. Like I can tell you some stories where it was like, 
straight miracle. There is no other way to explain some of the stuff that I've been through, experienced, and seen. Other than, yo, that won't but God right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. seriously, great protection. Hey, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening thus far. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you would like to support the Camcast Radio Podcast, you can do so on Cash App at dollar sign CLU Sound or via PayPal at paypal.me backslash Lewis Enterprise. And now back to the show. So that was an amazing experience, actually. And most people would look at that um, being homeless as like one of the worst things that can happen to you. But it let me know that no matter where a person is in their life, there are still beautiful people with beautiful hearts in the world. And I will always believe that there is more good people in the world than bad. And a lot of people wanna focus on the bad and not see the enormous good that's in the world. But it's really all a mental choice. You have to choose to look at what's good. Um, You have to choose to see what is good in your own life and focus on that. One of the biggest things that I learned in life is to have control over your thoughts. And once you have control over your thoughts, everything will change in your life. And what I mean by that is we are essentially creators. God created us to be creators. So with that being said, we don't realize that we're creating things every day, all the time. Um, When you continue to focus on things that are negative in your life, those negative things keep happening to you. And you are trying to figure out why, you know what I'm saying? Okay, this was one of the hardest things that I had to learn. Um, It's, I don't know if you are familiar with the universal laws or anything, but I'm a huge believer in them now. Um, Law of attraction is one of the ones that I started out learning um, first and just really wrapping your head around how it works. what it essentially what it is is what you think about most you manifest it doesn't matter if it's good or bad (laughs) that's the thing that trips people up i think um because once you you keep thinking it you keep thinking it thoughts become reality um so once you really wrap your head around that fact that thoughts become reality you will change your thoughts And when I tell you that's one of the hardest things to do, like, oh my God, you literally have to replace a negative thought with a positive thought. And that takes focus and work. And it is hard as crap. (laughs) But once you get it, you, it wasn't until I really got it that I really started to see my life change because I was so stuck in this place and trying to figure out, you know, even religion in and of itself because it was some things that I felt like you know what I don't feel like I'm on the right path here exactly I feel like I'm like this close but I feel like it's something that I'm missing and just doing more research and things like that and all of this is bringing me to where I am now so that's I feel like I'm going all the way around the world to get here but I just really want to kind of you know really point out some of those points that got me to where I am now. So that's so the only reason why I, I'm going I understand, down this though, road. 
I understand you even explaining it like that because a lot of people, <clears throat> especially people whose lives have been pretty cut and dry. You know, I went to college, I married my sweetheart, we had this and that, I got this job, I've been here for 50 years, and blah, blah, blah. Like people like that, that's how they have to tell the story pretty much because yeah. um, that's how they arrived. It's yeah. straight, it's cut and dry. <clears throat> Excuse me. But like people, like even like myself, like when I tell, like when people ask me about why I do musical, it's, it's not simple. I can't just be like, well, I've been talented and da, 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 da. It's like, even now, it's a, it's a fight to do music. You know what I mean? Because I, um, because of what I'm dealing with on the inside and what I'm going through. So when I come up with anything, to me, it's amazing because it's just like, like, I've, you know, like, I, and here's the thing that I, I was kind of disappointed because I made a goal to release something every month and I didn't do April. And it's like the 25th came up and I was like, I don't have a single ready. And then it was like, yes, you do. You got all these songs that you recorded and I'm mixing something. I don't want to release that right now because that's not where I'm at. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I wanted to, I wanted what I'm doing to reflect where I'm at, to, you know, mm. also. I mean, because I have songs I could have mixed, you know, and just, you know, put it out. But yeah. I didn't want to do that. Um, because, like I said, what I do, where I come from, how I arrive, is all about the journey within. So I, I completely right. understand you having to frame where where your mind went in yes. order you see what i'm saying i get that. Yes. a lot of people get that like, why is she talking about that well, right <laughs> watch this this is people that don't follow traditional steps that's their that's how their explanation goes for how they got there i went right. through this i did that i had to change this way of thinking and other people are like did you go to college who's <laughs> 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 your mentors you know like stuff like that right you know what i mean if I told you, my story is just like my life has been so. Oh, I'm over. Oh, you over there? Oh, I'm here. I'm married. I'm not married. I'm in the military. I'm in like between 2011 and 2014. I lived in like five different states. Wow. So, you know, and then I got settled in Pennsylvania, stayed there yes. seven years, and do it a pretty. You know, I don't like. I don't talk down on my ex. You know what I'm saying? It's just it wasn't yeah. us. Um, yeah. I had to discover some stuff about myself when I got out. I left the marriage, came back to North Carolina. Here I am. Yeah. And, and it's like, got to look in that mirror. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, like I said, I get your, I get yeah. your internal explanation yes. of how you got here. So yes. Please continue. I'm not here to talk. You are. <laughs> no, you are fine. Um, I appreciate that you, that you said that because I need people, to, yeah, like you said, I need people to understand that there is not a, a cut and dry thing. It was a whole process, even spiritual, mental, all that. It was a whole process to get where I'm at. So I just want people to know um, in saying all this and being so transparent that this journey is not easy sometimes. Um, and then appreciate all of it, learn from the things that didn't go right. You know what I'm saying? Um, mistakes are okay. Failures are okay. Like, oh, I could I could get do a whole sermon on that, okay, alone. It is okay to fail at something. Oh, right. God, people are just, like, so scared of failing. I'm like, okay, how do you know whether you're going to fail? You know, I mean, you don't sit. 
to fail, right? No. Right. But if it didn't work out, okay, so what? It's not the end of the world. <laughs> All you got to do is figure out if it's something that you really want to do and you failed at it, figure out how to succeed at it. Boop, just that easy. And I know people like, oh, it's easier said than done. Okay, it is mental. That's why I keep mentioning the mental thing. Right. If you set your mind to do something and don't give yourself an out, give yourself give yourself an alternative. If it's something you really want to do, you won't give up. You know what I'm saying? Don't give up. You know what I'm saying? If that's your life, that's your purpose, and it gives you joy, you have got to keep going. And if something that you do don't work outright or you fail at it, just figure out another way to do it. That's all that all failure means is that, okay, there's a better way to do it. That's all. Figure that way out. You don't have to stop. And if you stop, it's on you. You know what I'm saying? Don't blame anybody else. Just take that responsibility and say, okay, I failed and I didn't like the way failure felt and I quit because that's what happened. You quit. And no, if you really want to do it, you don't have to quit. You know how many times successful people failed? goodness gracious you know people are super scared of failure and it's okay what do you think is gonna happen if you fail you know what I'm like okay yeah embarrassed maybe okay yeah you know how many times I failed this stuff <laughs> good grief I now like let's get on back to where where I am okay so I have an online magazine it's called um uh onyx or I'm sorry I got so many I have to put <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put them all in my head. Uh, so Onyx Urban Magazine, I relaunched it. Okay, let's just talk about, let's put a pin right there. Listen, do you know how many times I launched a magazine, an online magazine? I failed twice. Was it twice or three times? It was at least twice. You know why? Because I was trying to do everything on my own. And I just couldn't keep up with it. And I had life and work and everything and I was like oh I really want to do this and again in true Keisha mode I want to do this so I'm gonna do it didn't know how to do it figured out how to do it problem was I couldn't do every article myself like and then at this point I was trying to release a new magazine every month huh oh, oh my god by myself by myself it was it was and then what did I learned I said and at, when something fails ask yourself what'd you learn because if you don't learn from it you might repeat the same mistake so figure it out all right what did I do wrong here okay well you first of all you were trying to put out a magazine all by yourself every single month you're not superhuman, Keisha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Figure it out. Okay, so and a couple times I tried to do the same thing again. Didn't learn the lesson the first time. The second time I said, okay, Keisha, what did you do wrong? All right, boom, learned the lesson. And then I put it on the back burner again. This time I launched it. It's been a year. It's been a year. This time when I launched it, I said, listen. And I, I, I did a post on Facebook. I said, this is what I want to do. What I've learned is that I can't do it alone. Is there anybody out here that wants to write? When I tell you the responses, psh, 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 I say, oh my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it 
it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Now, did everybody stick with it? No, but I did have some that stuck with me the whole year. And it was, it helped me because I have, I, I kind of want to say I got trust issues a little bit. And it's, and it's not only because I know people are fickle. Honestly, people will say they want to do something and then they will be authentic in that moment. But then sometimes life happens in the, for them and in their own particular life. And then they'll be like, okay, I thought I could do it. And then I can't, I thought I could start doing this or I felt like I had more time or I felt like this and that. And then for whatever reason, they can't continue. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, and I don't get, and the thing is about me, I don't get mad because at the end of the day, I am not paying these writers right now. Now, do I donate to them uh, almost every time that they write? Yes, it kind of depends on where I'm at financially. Um, but I try to be a blessing to people and I, I try to also give people props all the time, shout outs all the time. And you know, my writers are amazing and they don't have to give that time and energy to this. And I, that's why I honor them so much. Um, and so then, so that's the magazine. Um, like I said, going back, I want it to be now from in front of the camera with Purpose TV to behind the camera with Purpose Productions. So that continued, of course. I did that, you know, for a while. You know, and I still do, of course. I do, I do films. I do um, weddings. I do commercials. I do music videos. I do many documentaries like I I do a lot and I love film film is almost a, as big of a love for me as music um, music is my first love singing is my second film is my third uh, so um and it's it's just a beautiful beautiful process the creative process in and of itself going from literally wait, 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 how is singing and music gonna be one and two and what you're doing now is three you gotta get the one and two at some point right? i did already i did already briefly <laughs> well i gave it more wait a minute let me see i started singing when i was about 17 years old um i did some recording i wrote some songs myself i recorded those songs um really didn't go far really wasn't a big desire for it to go far either. So it kind of depends on what it is that you want to do. Right. Um, I just love singing. So, and I love singing, honestly, background more than I like singing in the forefront. <laughs> um, sometimes I got pushed in the forefront, you know, when you are a PK and, you know, your dad sing, you know, he's like, come on, baby, come over here and sing a song, you know, I'm like, oh, daddy. <laughs> you know, so I had to go up there and sing my little solo. Um, I'm one of the two, it's two singers on my dad's side of the family that sing at weddings and funerals all the time. It's me <laughs> and my cousin, my cousin named Sharonda. Oh my God. It's either one of the two of us or both of us at the same, you know, gathering. So, but I still sing, you know, and again, I still love it, but I don't, I may get back to it, maybe one day, but it's some other things I want to accomplish first. So, I because I, yeah, no, I see everything you're doing. <laughs> yes, but I, it's, it's a love. And then when I, let me segue into that. So I went from 
from that. Okay, let me say this. Let me let me start. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So we got the magazine. We got Purpose um, Productions, Purpose TV. Um, let me tell you what happened to where I now have a radio station. And a lot of times people feel like they say your radio show. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I own the station. I own it. I created a station and have a whole set a station that is completely dedicated um, to indie artists only. Now, let me tell you how that came about real quick. I'm trying not to be wordy because I'm a, I'm a PK. Even when I was preaching, I was long-winded. So forgive me. <laughs> okay, so what, what happened was... I did a, it was some friends of mine. They had a radio station. They had just created one too. This was way before I even considered creating a station. Like, anyway, they had a station. And I was like, you know what I miss? I miss slow jams, like quiet storm type of slow jams, right? <laughs> and I was like, y'all should really have a show like that. It was like, well, love, you can do it. I was like, Uh, I think I can. You know? <laughs> Had never done anything like that before in my life. But it was something that just it it woke something up in me, Cam. Oh my God. It was I was like, oh my God, I love doing it. So I start doing it, right? Producing it myself, whole nine yards, like putting together, recording it. It was so much fun. And it was called Sensual Seductions. That's what it's called. I still have sensual seductions to this day. Okay. So what happened was that station after a few months, and this is when COVID, the same year COVID came out. Um, and then, you know, the whole George Floyd thing happened and people got, you know, black people, we were like protesting and all that. It was during that time right there. Right. So I don't want to say too much, but there's a reason why the station went on hiatus. So the station that I was doing my show through went on hiatus because there ended up being a heated exchange. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say too much, but it ended up being a heated exchange. So they felt like instead of risking some potential legal situation, they shut the whole station down. And I was so hurt. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I, I invested so much heart into this, to the sensual seduction show. And I was like, okay, so how can I keep this show going? So I started doing research, 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 kind of couldn't find the right platform for it. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, they created a station. Let me see what I can do to create a station. You know, so I started doing research on that, you know, and ran across a way that I could do it. And in several ways, um, excuse me, and I found the way that suit me best. And I, I would never forget. I had a moment and I said, Keisha, you are already busy. Are you sure you want to do this? Do you understand how much time this is going to take? And I was like, I talk to myself a lot and I know people say that's crazy. It's not crazy. It helps me stay in line somehow, you know, because again, you know, there's that 
that person inside you, that spirit inside of you, and you you can converse with it. That's fine. And so I said to myself, you know what? You really want to do this? Do you really want to take this much time into something? Are you? Because if you're gonna do it, do it. Don't 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 just you know half do it. Do it, do it. You know, well, I don't have to do anything. So, okay, we gonna do this or not? And at first, when I first started, I said yes. But when I first started program, programming a station, learning the back office, oh my God, I said, Lord, I feel like I'm going to school again. This is so hard. It was so hard. And I said, okay, I'll <laughs> Keisha, wait a minute, hold on. I know it's gonna be this hard, wait, wait. <laughs> Do you want to do this, Keisha? Like, this is it. This is the last time we're going to have this conversation. (laughs) Do you want to do this or not? If you want to do it, commit to it. Stop complaining and do it. And I said, yeah, I want to do it. And I said, let's go. And I did not complain another day. (laughs) That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm so serious. I'm like, look, we ain't got time. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do it right. And you got yourself in check. Don't come I back did. again. <laughs> and then if you're gonna do it, don't complain. Look, snatch a dream. <laughs> I want to hear it. You're gonna commit to it, and that's what it's gonna be. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It was so funny, but I'm telling you, it it helps me. To each his own, it helps me a lot. And I connect with my inner self a lot on a lot of things that I do now because I realize some of the biggest mistakes that I made is when I didn't listen to my gut. Once I, when I listen to my gut. Yeah, I know about that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It was when I didn't listen is when it didn't go right every single time. So I was like, there's one of the things I learned. So, you know, you learn, you learn your lessons and keep on moving in life. That's all you can do and enjoy life as much as you can. So that's what I ended up doing. I did the station, um, you know, uh, now, but now segue over into this. I know you want to talk about this as well. So we do have an award show coming up. (laughs) I'm so, let me tell you something. It's a lot of things that I have wanted to do in life. One of the things I actually wanted to do was I used to want to direct an award show, like the Grammys, the Oscars, like direct, like be behind the camera, camera one, camera two. Like I wanted to direct an award show. It is so much work. And instead I decided to create But there's several motivating factors here. For one, there is so many amazing artists that are on the station. And I decided to do indie artists only because I knew a lot of indie artists. And I didn't, they're so good. And I was like, they don't get enough recognition. You know, they they just don't. And I said, if I'm going to do this, what's going to make my station different from everybody else's station? Who's doing 100% indie artists? Not anybody in my research, and I'm not saying they don't exist, but I haven't come across them yet. Um, and I wanted it to be different. You know, 
and I did. I just I just went through the steps and got it done. So with that being said, an award show, I always wanted an, an award show. So what I ended up doing, everything under, I rebranded, let me just put a pin in that real quick. I rebranded my name. Um, everything was under Purpose Productions first. Even when I started with photography, um, it was Purpose Photography. I rebranded everything to Onyx. And the reason why is because I'm for right. the people. Right. I really did the fizz. Yeah, I, really, I, I got it. I'm for us. It's about us. And I I developed into that, you know, with with everything that was going on. You know, um, yeah, I'm I don't apologize for being super pro-black, okay? Um, love our people, wanna be for our people, want to help us as a people in any way that I can with, you know, my little speck in the universe. I wanna see what I can do to help us as a people as well. So I felt like this is one of those ways uh, and getting, you know, their music out there to the world, for the world to see and or hear rather in this case. And I get, I, I'm very honored that I got people like from literally all over the world listening to my station. And it's only been in, in existence for two years now. And so now going up to the award show, I'm like, okay, I really wanna honor these people. They are so amazing. They deserve recognition. They deserve awards. And I'm like, what better way? Like, okay, Keisha, you, you, you kind of know how to do a show. This is an award show. This is new, this is different, but you make this thing the most magnificent thing that you've ever done. And that is what I'm doing right now. Um, and we have, uh, people performing on the show that are some of my favorite. <laughs> One is you. <laughs> I'm so crazy. I have no idea how excited I am about that. Yes. Um, amazing people are performing. We have, uh, you know, uh, I think a somewhat short category, uh, categories of awards right now. And of course, as we grow and get bigger, we're gonna have more categories. Um, but today, as a matter of fact, um, the two of the awards, there are two awards that's being special. One is for um, the Lifetime Achievement Award, Onyx Sermon Media Group um, Lifetime Achievement Award. And that is going to a guy named Rasheen Kilo Pew. Rasheen is one of, just at really quick, is one of the producers for Lauren Hill's album. Okay. And he's won a Grammy for that. And and the reason why I'm doing him or I decided on him, that was my choice. Um, on those two awards, they were my choice. Um, the others, they were, we went through a whole panel of people that chose those songs. So that won't just me on that one. <laughs> you know, that was a whole group of us that felt like they should be nominated for these categories. But for those two, um, Lifetime Achievement and then the Dana Lucci um, Legend Award is going to Gavin, Gavin Maestro. Gavin is amazing. He has worked with so many people um, all over the world. And I just, I feel like Gavin is one of the jewels and geniuses that is just happened to be in the North Carolina, South Carolina area. And I'm like, dude, he, 
he need to be recognized for all that he's done. He's been doing this for years, 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 and he need to have something on his shelf. And if it, if I'm the one that's gonna have to give it to him, then that's I'm gonna be the one. <laughs> his their awards came in today. I'm so super excited. They were beautiful. <laughs> they came in today. I'm I'm so excited to do this and give to people, um, and let them know that all the hard work that they have put in is being recognized, not only by me, but of literally people around the world. People literally around the world are voting in this. And voting is going on right now. Um, it does end March 31st. So just to, I mean, I said March, May 31st. Oh, <laughs> May. <laughs> May 31st is the last day. <laughs> um, and then after that, we're just gonna be promoting, promoting, promoting. And then the show itself is gonna be October the 15th in Sanford, North Carolina. Um, I got in really good with the, the uh, uh, not the owner, but the general manager of the cinemas here, um, Spring Lane Cinemas. And we have rented out their biggest theater to have this award show. So wow. when I tell you this thing is gonna be dope, oh my gosh, you definitely want it. Tickets went on sale yesterday. So now that is open um, as well. But yes, this is amazing. I want people to continue to vote, please, because literally every day somebody's in first place, like people are voting, voting. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh my God. I'm so excited. That's all. That's like, <clears throat> excuse me. That is amazing. Like all that you're doing. And it's, uh, it's refreshing to see your passion for that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny because at one point I basically wanted to do everything that you're doing right now. Wait, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, I was, it's been, like I said, my life, it's like my life has not been, you know, and I know some of it has been my mistakes, but at the same time, when I look back and I really examine, it's like, God, I know every step I took though, I was trying to follow you, you know what I'm saying? I see the mistakes I made, but it's like each time, it, you know, for the with the exception of me, like leaving my marriage this time, but even that was like, you know, me just getting out of that situation for my health sake, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, but every step I took was like, should I be here or am I supposed to be here? But um, now I'm just in a different place where some adjustments have to be made. And um, yeah. but it's inspired. So it's inspiring to see you doing what you're doing with what you're doing. Cause like I said, I <clears throat> I wanted to do like pretty much everything you're doing. I thought about <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, I need to do an online radio station. Like I was, I was researching how to do that. Yeah. Um, I was before when I was living in Florida, like almost like right when I was about to leave too. Though somebody reached out to me, and they wanted me to have a radio show, and I was like, "Oh snap!" You know, didn't come to fruition. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. I, but it's partially because I left Florida. So yes. why is my stuff going in and out? But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So it um it really it really kind of made me perk up. Like, yeah, you can do this. You really can. <laughs> Like there is nothing when you put your mind to, I know it's so cliche, but there's nothing you can't do. But it really is a matter of getting your thought process together. I can't stress that enough for anybody. If it's something that you really wanna do, you gotta really put your mind to it. You know, and if you wanna put spank some Bible on it, you know, what a man think in his heart, so is he. That's saying the same thing. 
You have to put your thought process. You have to mind your thoughts. You can't just be thinking whatever and let all these random negative, especially negative thoughts just ramble through your head because then that start, that come, everything is like a boomerang effect. Whatever you throw out into the universe, it comes back and smacks you. Now, it depends on you what you want smack you. It depends on what you throw out. And you have to be like, seriously. You gotta, right, it's just funny how you, you said have, it. If, yeah. <laughs> You want to smack you? Okay. You want some negative smack you? Go ahead and throw some negatives out there. Okay. You want, you want positive smack you? To. Yes. Take all the positive. Pat, 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 pat. What do I you want know? to smack me today? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true though. It's so true. That's what I learned. One of the biggest lessons I learned in life. And ever since I start applying that to my life, my life has everything in my life has, I thought about it first. I said, this is what I want for my life. And it started happening. It took time and consistency and focus, but it started happening. So it's not an easy process, but it really is on you. Well, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, (laughs) I appreciate your enthusiasm. I appreciate all that you're doing, you know, for the people and for the community. Um, I look forward to speaking further with you. And- um, especially looking forward to the um to the award show on october the 15th and do you want to give out any websites or anything yes 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 okay so um www.oumg.net will literally give you everything that i'm doing literally everything that i'm doing so even uh the information for the award show is on there so if you go on there you'll click see everything you know um the radio station um the magazine um my video work my um uh photography work literally everything to do with me is on oumg.net so i'll just leave that one out there and then they can click click the links to see everything and uh that's that's pretty much it um the link to vote and the link to buy tickets is on that as well you just click on award show so everything is right there All right. Well, this has been another episode of Camcast Radio. I appreciate your time and have a good day. Once again, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I know I did. I'm just going to end tonight's podcast with one of my singles from my EP, All Good, and it is the title track, All Good. Thank you for listening again. Have a good day. Even when you think I took the hell, it's all good When the devil tries to bring me hell, it's all good You must not know single very well, it's all good Cause everything is working out for my good It's all good, yeah, it's all good It's all good, yeah, it's all good It's all good, yeah, it's all good It's all good, yeah God told me to write this like I wanna, so I'm gonna 99 and a half won't do, gotta keep it 100 had other plans for today, but it did not go quite like I wanted. But I refuse to get on social media and try to front it. Play glamorous when cameras just getting by like, excuse me. Been looking at this life like, dog, why you trying to confuse me? I hate it, but love it. I'm trying to discover the beauty of the bumps and the bruises, the loss of those I thought were truly love. Mistakes that I made and the price that I paid for my ignorance. It's only bliss whenever you're not aiming for significance. As long as you stay stagnant, that ignorance is a sippy cup. But soon as you get serious, lack of knowledge will trip you up. 
Banana pill on the hill of your shoe. Slippery slope. It's all downhill, Jack and Jill. Throw me a rope. I'm tired of hoping, but hope is all that I'm holding. It's me, Jesus, and the gifts that he gave me. Let's get it rolling. 42 and looking 20 something. My black is uncrackable. Gift is impeccable. Moving in silence, untrackable. Who you know do it like? Never mind. I don't compare myself. I only work on improving so I can better share myself. Better me equals better we. Better yet, trying to make the world a better place. That's a better bet. But my chips ain't on the people, it's on God. Huh. The world will let you down like escalators, that's on God. But I promise I'm not giving up my faith or my quest to be successful. I have learned to give it all to God whenever things get stressful. But I must confess though, lately I've been leaning on that liquor. Huh. That's why I ain't been preaching or teaching. Can't be no hypocrite. Plus I got enemies with eyes on my feet. But I promise where God's gonna take me will surprise them indeed. Been a minute since I've been broke cause he supplies all my needs. But I got this prophecy of millions I'm still trying to see. Now let's get it. Even when you think I took it now, it's all good. When the devil tries to bring me hell, it's all good. You must not know single very well, it's all good. Cause everything is working out for my good. It's all good.